bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Very fun day today with a just a wonderful guest, Tony Appleton. 240 million people watched Tony when he showed up at St. Mary's Hospital for the birth of little Prince George. And he was the town crier. He has the bell. He brought the bell with him. And we're going to talk to Tony. We're going to go through that day. So thanks, Tony, for coming on with us. Tony? Hello, sorry. <laughs> I'm deaf. Good afternoon. Sorry. Good morning to all your people there in Seattle from the UK. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. So tell us about that day. How did you get the message that Kate Middleton was in labor? Right. What happened was it was like a military operation. I've been planning this for two weeks. Because, as you know, the people have been camped out there for four weeks. And there's no way that I was going to camp outside that hospital for four weeks. So what I did was I booked a hotel in London. I put my uniform on. I always travel with my town cry uniform on wherever I go, if I'm going to London or working. I booked into the hotel uh, with a colleague of mine who does my publicity. And then we straight away we had a message that uh, Kate was had the baby. That was we got the message about uh, uh, ten to nine at night, and that, that was, they kept the baby was actually born at four o'clock. But they never allowed they never announced it for about two to three hours. So I got straight into a taxi. I said, "Taxi, take me driver, take me straight to the uh, hospital at St Mary's Hospital, Paddington." I got to the hospital. I got out of the car. I got my scroll and done the proclamation, as town criers do. And then the world press, I took them by surprise because some of the world press never knew that the baby had been born. And this is where the town crier come in. And then I done another proclamation on the steps. And that's it. And that's history now. <laughs> it is definitely, definitely history. Well, were you nervous at all? Were you worried that uh, you wouldn't be able to get through or that you well, might be no, stopped at some confidence. point? Because I was, I was traveling in my uniform. When you, when it, that's what got me through. If I'd have been ordinary civilians, I would never have done it. But because I'm the town cry. See, people thought, this is it, that I was a messenger from the Queen. This is what people thought. Right, right. But well, I wasn't. I, I'd done this all on my own back. All on my own back, you know. I'd, nobody helped me. I just turned up and done it, you know, and people have been calling me a fake, well I'm not a fake, there's no royal town crier, there's, um, there's no even a town crier in London, so I, I, what I've done was actually genuine. Right, well you, you were the self-appointed town crier because there wasn't, there, there wasn't, that that position was open. That's right, there's, that's right. there's no, there was no town crier, London's town crier passed away three years ago, but I've right, jumped in his boots on the functions that, that happened, but I was at the Royal Wedding on the ladder for seven hours, ringing my bell, keeping the crowd going. I was at the Diamond Jubilee. I was at the Golden Jubilee. I don't just turn up, and uh, that's it. <laughs> well, so well, ha- have you been contacted by anyone since then to fill that role officially? Well, I wrote a letter actually to Clarence House, but um, in our magazines over here, I don't know if you get it in America, it's called Hello. 
It's quite yes, a big magazine. Um, mm-hmm. All the royals read that. But there's two big pictures in there. Two. I've, I've been in there two weeks running in the in in the hello. So sorry in, in, in hello. So I'm hoping they're going to pick it up and write me a letter. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Okay. So you had your your uniform already. So you've had that for a while. And and I mean it's pretty an elaborate uniform. So have you done this at, at different places around the UK before this? Oh, they've been worked in your country. I've been to Las Vegas. I've been doing it for 25 years as a Toast Town crier. I'm a, to- I'm a professional Toastmaster as well. Many years ago, when the Queen Mother passed away, before she passed away, um, our guild of international professional Toastmasters used to present the Queen Mother on her birthday, every birthday, with a Nebuchadnezzar, which is 20 bottles of champagne in one. We used to present it to her every year, right up until she died. Wow, that's amazing. Well, you know, the the United States, we are really fascinated with all things royal. And a lot of people will say that we're even more fascinated than you guys are in, in the U.K. And you've been contacted by a lot of media out uh, uh, sources and a lot of them in the United States to talk to you about what happened. Oh, unbelievable. I've never had so many phone calls, Laurie, in all my life from America, Japan, all over the world. I mean, I did, I've been doing it on Skype. But you should get me out to Seattle and ring it bell up and down the street. <laughs> you know, it would be great for us to bring you down to Pike Market and have you. Th- th- there's an official bell that starts the uh, start of the workday at Pike Market every day, and you would be wonderful. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to make a note to myself. We need to you bring you in because, because so that would. That would go down like a bomb there, I promise you. <laughs> it, oh, it absolutely would. Well, you have the bell that, that you rang that day, right? Yeah, I've, I've read the year of the bell. Hang on a minute, listen. That, that bell costs nearly $800 now. It's a, it's a really heavy bell, but it's a brilliant bell. Well, you were ringing that bell like you had the authority and, and the, the police for, for, for the UK, they were watching all this and they didn't stop you at all. No, I think they were frightened of me. I think I'd upset the queen. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, the the proclamation that that you read, had you prepared that yourself, or um, did did you take it off of the the scroll that was outside of the the castle? No, what actually I done because I'm pretty clear, I'm pretty sharp uh, operator. I mean, I, if I'm going to do something, I do it professionally. I got a friend of mine. His name's Tom Corby. He's actually just wrote a book on the Royals, and um, Tom is was a royal correspondent for the Sunday Times. Okay, so I I rang Tom up. I said, Tom, I need the correct wording to read on this proclamation, and he sent it over to me by email. So that was stuck to the scroll. So that's exactly what I done, and I read it off that scroll. Wow. Well, you it, it it looked like it had come officially from the the Queen. I mean, they oh, no. couldn't have done it any better. <laughs> well, that threw everybody, and that's why you know they. And I mean, on a couple of your telev- television programs in America, they said he was the town guard, but he wasn't. He was a fake. I'm not a fake. I am real. I'm not a fake. No. <laughs> no, you have that down 100. percent Well. What's your background, and, and, and how did you get into wanting to do this 25 well, years I've, ago? Uh, you, you may or may not understand this, but I've got, um, I'm the lord of the manor of Great Baddow. It's a memorial, right, it goes back to 1066. 
and I bought this for a forty thousand dollars uh, no uh, twenty thousand dollars about twenty years ago. So that's an official title. It's on my checkbook. It's on my credit cards. So I'm Lord Anthony Appleton. And uh, many years ago, I opened a fete uh, in my local village here. And a little boy came up to me. He said, hey, mister, he said, you look like a town crier. And I was actually acting as Lord of the Manor of Great Badder, not as a town crier. The phone rang three days later, and the guy said, Tony, I know you're a professional toastmaster. He said, but I've been let down. The town crier I use is, uh, hasn't turned up. Do you know of anybody? I said, yeah, you're talking to one. And I bluffed my way into it. And that's how it all started accidentally. Wow. Well, it was a natural fit. Yeah, so I've been doing it. But I, I work for big companies in this country. You know, not just small companies. Big companies that use me. See, it's what they call, Laurie, direct marketing. If you've got something to sell, I go out in the street and I tell the people straight away. I hand leaflets out. You know, oh, yay, oh, yay, I've got something to sell here today. And, and people listen to me because they could see me in this wonderful uniform I've got, which cost a lot of money. My hat, my feathers... They cost uh, twenty dollars a feather, and I've got sixteen of those in my hat, which are ostrich feathers, you know. Wow! Wow! Well, you you well, just like I said, it looked like you came straight from the castle. I mean, I can see why everybody turned their cameras to you. The lights were flashing, the cameras were rolling. Two hundred forty million people are looking at you. You're ringing the heck out of that bell. What are you thinking when all of those people turned to you and gave you their full attention? Well, what happened was, when I'd done the second cry, which the press uh, got me to do, I then walked down from the steps to the media, and then I had to do it another ten times. In the end, I lost my voice, which I don't normally do. I'd done another ten proclamations to ten different countries all over the world to their, to their TV networks. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, since then, people must have just you, – you have to be in big demand now. Oh, the phone's not – Laurie, the phone has not stopped ringing. I mean, you know, I'm sort of like being a bit choosy at the moment. Absolutely. I could definitely – because now you have to be the go-to guy. I mean, you're the face now of town criers. Well, this is. I had a lot of. Uh, I had a lot of emails from your your fellow criers in America, and they were so complimentary to me to say that I'd put town crime back on the map again. You know, which was good. Oh, absolutely! I didn't even know there was town criers in America. That's just oh, yeah, you've got lots how of, far you, off you, the map you, they were. You Google it. There's loads there. There's loads in America. Yeah. Wow, it just shows you how far off the map they were because I didn't even know that we even had them. So if if you're putting them back on the map, it's a really great thing um, to to even have a, a town crier. It used to be that 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 every town had one. Can you kind of tell the the, the history again, Tony, of of what a town crier did yeah, and, I, I, and maybe town, still does? Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you the I'll tell you the history just briefly. Town criers came to England in 1066, okay? People didn't know what the news was, what was happening. So the town crier was specifically employed by the king and protected by the king to uh, make proclamations in village park, marketplaces, all over the country, proclaiming deaths, executions, royal weddings, and mainly what we're talking about, what i done, royal birth. So that's where the town crier came in. It came, oh, yay, oh, yay, came from the French word, hark, listen. That's where it originated from. And they were actually used in the Battle of Agincourt. So there's a lot, a lot of history. It's the oldest 
profession in this country. You know, but people don't realise that the the history behind the town crier. And if you are a listener there today, uh, Google um, history of town criers, you will see all about how he came and what he does and what and what countries they use him in. Okay. Wow. Well, you. Tony, are 76 years old, and a lot of people may not even realize that because you don't even look like you're 76 years old at all. And I think you have a long future of being a town crier, so you have to stay in really good health. Well, I'll tell you what I do, Laurie, every day. This is, I've been doing this for 35 years because I used to do a lot of skiing. I've been to your country skiing, like, like Tahoe in uh, mm-hmm. uh, Colorado. I, um, I get up every morning uh, about half past five, quarter to six, and I... Uh, do an exercise bike, so it takes me half an hour. I do 60 sit-ups, and then I drive off to my local health club where there's a swimming pool, and I'll do 80 lengths, and then I'm ready to start the day. Wow. Well, that well, it shows, Tony, and so it's because of that regiment and keeping yourself that you were there at the perfect time, at the perfect spot on that day, um, and put yourself in such a great position, and and you are you are the face of town criers. You can't even think of a town crier now without thinking of Tony Appleton. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'm going to give before you sign off. I'm going to give you a cry. Okay. <laughs> definitely. And well, I definitely want to tell people they can go to www.englishtowncrier.co.uk. You can find yeah. out more information about Tony um, and all where he's going to be and what's coming up for him and his appearances and his story. And it's it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful website. Can I just tell you, if you look on the website as well, um, on there, somebody has done a rap, some rap music to my me at doing the proclamation outside the hospital. <laughs> it's really, it's, I don't know who's done it. It really is funny. It's all to rap, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you're part of the mainstream culture now. I mean, you will forever, you're immortal. <laughs> I hope so, at any rate. <laughs> All right, Tony, why don't you give us a cry, and I will let you go. Thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing that story. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. such a, a, a great guy. Let me just give you a cry before I go, okay? Okay. Oh, yay! Oh, yay! Oh, yay! I'm on the phone to Seattle here today. God save the Queen. How's that? <laughs> that is perfect. That is wonderful. Thank you. That was that, that was amazing. Thank you, Tony. And I really appreciate that you came on today. So many people are going to enjoy uh, you and this interview and your future interviews, and they're going to look forward to seeing you do this in person. And uh, it, it just really capped off a, a wonderful day with the birth of little Prince George. So I am so happy that you waited in a hotel for two weeks and, 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 and went out and did that because it, it just it made the event. Okay, but anyway, you tell your people on Seattle to get me out there to reset bell, okay? <laughs> oh, within the hour, I can guarantee you that because you need to be the person who opens the market one day down there at Pike Market. That would absolutely be incredible. No, I am Pike Market. Pike Market. Yes. Yeah, Pike Place Market. Oh my God! I want to Google and, that when I finish here. Yeah. 
10 million people a year come through there. It's where all the tourists go in Seattle, and they open it officially every morning with a ringing of the bell, kind of like a stock market, and um, they have celebrities come in there time to time and, and ring that bell, and you need to be there. I mean, if anyone needs to be there, that was made for you. So, no, I will be on the phone within the next hour, and I'll be working it. So you haven't heard the last of me yet. <laughs> you I'll can run with the camera. I'll be best shot. I'll my best shot. I'll bring all my, uh, all my uh, feathers, all my uh, re- regalia. You will, they will love it. They will love it. There is no doubt. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind about that, and I will be on that. So thank you, Tony, very much, and and uh, we will be in, in touch and trying to get you out here to Seattle. Okay. God bless all your listeners. God bless from England. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks, Tony. Bye-bye. Well, that was just a thrill to talk with Tony Appleton. He is the official, unofficial town crier for the birth of little Prince George um, at St. Mary's Hospital with William and Kate. And like I said, 240 million people watched that uh, event live. So um, you can find out more at englishtowncrier.co.uk. And thank you again for to Tony for coming on. So with that... Um, We'll just play out today with one of the Rubies. They're from Manchester, UK. Uh, they've been a guest before. They're coming to the United States to um, bring their tour over here. And so let's play out to them today because it's just a, a, a UK kind of a day. So let's go ahead and play with the Rubies. Let's play um, sell the sun at once. Thank you for joining us and thank you again to Tony Appleton for coming on today.